Hello, church family. Uh, we are at um, Nehemiah chapter 6 for this week. And uh, if you remember, uh, our hope uh, in studying through this chapter is to understand how the enemy works. Um, the more we see and try to discern what those uh, the, you know, tactics of the devil, the more we're able to um, be aware of it and be, uh, be wise to be able to discern against it. Uh, yesterday, we talked about how the devil uses fear, and that fear is often the drive um, by which people become ineffective in ministry or in evangelism. There's this fear of a failure or fear of, of other people's opinions, and whatever fear may be, um, sometimes even fear of man in, in the context of uh, the church or outside the church, and these things can be hindrances to those uh, that want to do good for the Lord. And uh, this is what's going on in the book of well, this chapter in Nehemiah, that the, there are people that, um, that would try to sway Nehemiah and to try to get him to, um, to basically stop working on the wall. Uh, they came and then they were trying to intimidate him and said that, um, and, uh, you know, they were trying to scare him. But yet at the end of verse 9 of chapter 6, uh, Nehemiah pleads to God to strengthen him. That no matter what was going on, no matter how bad the message were about possible persecution or or attacks from outside the world, um, Nehemiah chose to be bold and trusted the Lord and asked the Lord for strength during that time. Today we're going to look at another way in which the devil uses uh, another tactic of the devil, and that is that he uses truth. And by truth, I'm going to put in quotation. He uses quote truth end quote. And um, we see this in uh, verse ten. Uh, to 14. I'm going to read it again. Uh, when I entered the house of Samiah, the son of Deliah, uh, son of Methabel, uh, who was confined at home, he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us close the door of the temple, for they are coming to kill you, and they are coming to kill you at night. Uh, so I always thought that was very interesting. They're like, how does this guy know? Like, he's so specific. Um, it's almost like as like a trap is about to happen. And I think uh, Nehemiah discerned that, uh, 11, verse 11. But I said, should a man like me flee, and could one such as I go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Again, uh, this this uh, strategy from this individual was trying to get Nehemiah into the temple so they could discredit him. Uh, it's like, see, this guy claims to be a follower of Yahweh, claims to know God's law. But you look at him, he's hiding inside the temple. And he knows, both of them know, that that's not supposed to be uh, that the only person who could get into that area is the great high priest. And that's why Nehemiah responded this way. He knows that uh, he's not supposed to be there, but this guy, this, this supposed prophet, is trying to make him go against not just his conscience, but also God's word, in hopes that uh, he's able to, um, you know, uh, hide. Um, verse 12, Then I perceive that surely God has not sent him, but he uttered his prophecy against me because Tobiah and Samuel had hired him. So at some point in this conversation, that's not really revealed. This person, this prophet, claimed to be someone that was sent by the Lord. He claimed, like, oh, I have a word from God, and that is for you to hide. Um, but Nehemiah discerned it. He was able to see the lie, and then he, he figured out really quickly that it was the enemies that hired him. Um, this prophet was not a prophet because he loved the Lord. But he was a prophet because he was a hired man, um, you know, and this should look familiar because there's, you know, <coughs> excuse me, 
uh, Judas does something similar uh, in the New Testament. He, he was hired by uh, the enemies of, of, of Christ to try to trick um, uh, you know, to try to trick uh, Jesus and, and everything and everyone else, but um, it doesn't work. Uh, he perceived that these things were, um, you know, these things were wrong, and then the, these people, this person was bought out by money, uh, so he, he doesn't listen to them. Verse 13, he was hired for this reason, that I might become frightened and act according and accordingly in sin, so that they might have an evil report in order that they could reproach me. Verse 14, remember, O oh my God, Tobiah and Sambal according to these works of, their, of theirs, and also Naodiah, the prophetess, and the rest of the prophets who were trying to frighten me. Again, these prophets claim to be truth-tellers. They try to uh, be discreet with Nehemiah, and all the lies of the devil and the enemies are trying to work through um, uh, these false prophets. Uh, they try to frighten Nehemiah. We understand in our life as well, that's how the devil works. The devil will try to use fear to discredit you as a Christian so that you can uh, turn on the Lord. Uh, the devil will first use fear and he'll even use it, he'll even spin a lie or a, or a quote unquote half truth, uh, not a complete uh, truth that's from scripture, to be able, uh, he's gonna try to do these things so that you uh, will fall and your testimony will be uh, hindered. Um, this is why even in a qualification of elders, First Timothy 3 tells us that they need to be above reproach, that there isn't anything um, that anyone can say like, oh, this person's lifestyle is of sin. Um, and Nehemiah doesn't want that either. You know, spiritual leadership requires a, a, a level of integrity, and uh, Nehemiah wants to do that. He wants to live a life that is uh, pleasing to the Lord in his private life and in his public life. As Christians, as we, in order for us to discern the lies of the devil or the false truth, we always need to have God's word in our mind. Uh, we need to be like the Bereans who, when, you, when they heard something from the, even the apostle, they had to check it with scripture. And uh, the more we saturate our minds and meditate on truth, uh, we need to do all of this so that it becomes second nature to us. That the moment we see um, or hear uh, things, uh, whether it's a person or things that we read on the internet, that we don't become easily swayed. Uh, this is what Ephesians um, 3 talks about, in or Ephesians 4 talks about in terms of like uh, the teachings of the, the teachers and uh, of the church, is that they're supposed to make them mature so that they don't get swayed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. And the same thing here. The more you know God's word, the more you have it in your mind, the more you're able to resist uh, or even discern the lie. Um, and, you know, the only way to do it is, is the Word of God. Matthew 4, when we look at the temptation of Jesus, um, the devil was using half-truths or partial truths um, uh, and things that actually aren't inherently bad. Uh, but he wants Jesus to have these things in a way that's not according to God's timing. You know, even things like the food and um, uh, glory and everything else and angels protecting them uh, and, and all this land. Uh, it was promised to the Lord that these things will be there. Um, but yet uh, the devil tried to use the truth at a wrong time and Jesus counters his, the devil's lie or false truth with actual truth. And that's something, this is something that we need as well. When you think about your own devotionals, when you think about um, the time, even listening to this podcast or whatever it may be, uh, you need to be able to see these as opportunity to equip your mind and your soul so that when those opportunity comes, when the devil 
will come. He's a, he's, he's a master of lies. When, they, when the devil comes with his lies or false truths, uh, you would be able to discern it. And I think, especially in our culture where we're in a day of information, uh, there's just so much things that we're bombarded with that sometimes we can't discern what's right and wrong, and what's moral and immoral, and what's ultimately pleasing to the Lord, and what's not pleasing to the Lord. But as you think about not being distracted and focused in your devotional time with the Lord, you'll be more, uh, you'll be equipped. You'll be equipped to be able to know these things. And I trust that as you continue to seek the Lord and walk faithfully with Him, that the Lord will guard you as well. So that's the first, that's the second point. The first one, again, devil uses fear. And then today we learned that the devil uses quote-unquote truth, or um, just in other words, saying he uses lies. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to see how the devil uses politics. And by politics, I don't mean in terms of government, but just general relationships that people have. And how the devil can even use those relationships to sway a person to not follow the Lord and to buy into the lies and the tricks of the devil. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.